Welcome to Soil Sessions. I am your host for today, Cord, and here with me, as per usual, is Kiki. How are we doing today? I am fantastic. Great. Today, we're going to talk about peppers. Yeah, buddy. Episode two, and we're already turning the heat up. Hell yeah, the heat's going way up. Way up. I have a bunch of shout-outs to do, too, actually. Sick. Speaking of turning the heat up, so I'll get that out of the way, first of all. For anybody that was following the Mission Spooky TikTok, had a, a huge setback with starting the indoor plants that we kind of talked a little bit about, the January plantings one in the first episode. The carrots were spared, but I had a family of field mice that I didn't know we had. I had not seen any signs of mice anywhere. It was really crazy. The only way that I finally figured out what was going on was when uh, my plants got eaten. And I have an indoor greenhouse. So, yeah, they ate all the lettuce. They ate all the basil. They ate all the broccoli, cauliflower, like everything that we had started for January. Kind of like to get going to show you guys on my end was gone. I had to replant all of it. Yes. She was having a hell of a day messaging me and uh, JC. <laughs> I, I was able to get rid of nine of them. Nine of them. And they weren't babies or anything. These were big. Nine of them in a span of like not a very long amount of time, like a no. day or two. <laughs> it was hours because it was just one after the other. I yeah. literally caught like one after the other. It was crazy. And I have a cat in the house and, and he didn't, he, it was funny because he did sort of alert me a few times that something weird was going on down here. Yes. But I kind of ignored him because I didn't see any signs of it this time. Yeah. I've always started my plants inside and I have never once had an issue with mice actually eating them just to the, to the bare bones. So that cost me quite a bit of money, which is what we're going to get to. And time. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Time. I mean, shit. It's just a disaster. But... I put the call out, like, if anybody wanted to just throw me a few dollars, right? Just just literally dollar bills at our coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Just to replace some of the seeds because I didn't have to rebuy all of them. But unfortunately, some of them were from last year that were perfectly viable for using this year, especially some of the lettuces. And I have to say, I, I was actually blown away and very moved at the fact that we had a lot of podcasters who wanted to like help us out and I'll get to the pepper part in a second because it's actually sort of funny. So first of all, Ignorance Was Bliss podcast, which I've been on. So if you guys want to go listen to that episode over there, Ignorance Was Bliss, she helped us out, gave us quite a bit of money actually for replacement. So that was cool. Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique, great podcast, a lot of fun. They helped us out and it goes down in the PM gave us some extra money and the paranormal burrito podcast gave us some some moolah yeah so that was very that was really really sweet and uh, oh and um shout out to the family plot podcast as well awesome podcast which hopefully we're going to be doing some really cool crossover stuff with them in the future so a word yeah it turns out a lot of these folks really love hot peppers And so my plan was, well, yes, thank you for replacing the lettuce, right? Because that was very helpful. And it's going really good now. But 
they gave me so much money that I was able to buy a whole bunch of more pepper plants, finding out that they really loved super hot peppers. And so what we're going to do is we're going to try to get these peppers going and then we're going to dry some of them out and give them to the people who helped pay for the seeds. Hell yes. Yeah. So we're going to give it right back as as best we can. So it was kind of important. We shall pay you in the sensation of burning. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get into that, too, in a second here. Yeah. Uh, so we just had a little bit of an existential crisis, though, before we got on air, because <laughs> the question came up of whether or not a pepper is a fruit or a vegetable, and it's technically both. <sighs> Mind <Yeah>. blown, man. <laughs> but the real question is, though, does it really matter what the classification is? Because... I'm going to eat it no matter what. I don't give a shit if it's a fruit or a vegetable. So we're doing this episode now because in our zone, we will be like when I put this out there, which is like going to be the second week of March, going into the third week of March. This is when you want to start your tomato plants and your pepper plants. Mm. Unless you're starting super hots indoors, which I should have started them like two weeks ago, but I kind of, I kind of got bogged down in having to redo everything else and then stuff and junk. It put a huge kink in like what I was going to try to get done. So I will be putting my pepper plants in early, but not quite as early as I really wanted them to. More like they would, they will have gone in the second week of March instead of like the last week of February. And that is because super hots take longer to germinate and longer to get going. Any of your sweet peppers, though, sweet peppers can go in like you can listen to us and then go plant your sweet peppers and go plant your tomatoes. Yeah, I'll probably have to do that this weekend then. Yeah, right. I don't plan on growing any hot peppers. My brother usually has that pretty down pack because he grows more than he could possibly ever even think about using. A couple months after they're grown, he just starts giving them away to people. So I just kind of waited out. He grows so many hot peppers. And he's he's good at it, so I don't want to be shown up. <laughs> I'll just wait for his. I plan on doing just normal bell peppers because me and the guinea pigs eat more of those than most other vegetables. So You answered the question I was going to ask, which was what kind of peppers were you planning on doing this year? And do the bell boys. Quick update, though. The carrots are doing really well. and Hopefully I'll have a TikTok video for those soon. Good. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how that goes since I started them indoors and we talked about how generally speaking that's not something that you want to do. I I've seen a lot of these videos out there where they're like, "Oh, you they tell you you don't need a lot of expensive stuff to start gardening. They'll tell you you don't you need heirloom seeds. They'll tell you that you need to have fancy trays and all this." I personally have used different types of seeds and I'm going to do a more in-depth uh, couple of TikTok videos for you guys. Hopefully in the next few weeks here I'll be able to do that about the differences in in the seeds that I that I've gotten. There really isn't much between, you know, heirloom versus non. My inexperience coming into play here. Maybe this might help somebody listening to this. What is the difference between an heirloom seed and a non heirloom seed? I'm not gonna be in like one camp or the other on this one. Heirlooms are usually a seed variety that is fifty years old at least 50 years old. And it's something that you can save the seed of it year after year. An heirloom, for example, my Thai dragon peppers, I grow those and I can 
dry some of those peppers and I have seeds for this year, which I know are viable. Heirlooms are never going to be a hybrid or a GMO. Some hybrids, though, could be a cross of an heirloom variety. The problem is that companies like Manzano, I know that's probably a big a big one for people are always concerned with this Manzano thing. And that's because they were having this proprietary license on a, on a lot of different seeds and it was getting crazy. There's plenty of articles out there. There's, there's even a documentary about it. I believe I watched it on Netflix like ages and ages ago. So that is a problem. That's where the buzzword of like GMO, I think, really comes in. Now, hybrid is perfectly fine. Uh, Basil, you can get hybrids just by growing it in your backyard. If you grow your basil too close together, you can get very different varieties like very quickly. So, but yeah, that's the basic idea is that that heirlooms is something that you can just save the seeds for yourself every single year. Without without question, it's going to give you a viable seed. In general, anybody that you buy off of where a seed exchange, for example, Etsy, I've tried a lot this year. Uh, we'll see how those go. Obviously, I'm going to do experiments and I'll tell you which seeds were really super viable for us and which companies I might not use again based on germination rates, but we'll see. Right. Then we get into why is, uh, what's the difference between organic and heirloom? Mm-hmm. Honestly, for me, I think organic is just another one of those like buzzwords but they they claim that it has a stronger genetic makeup so they can fend off pests uh, more naturally they're more resilient they're better suited to thrive in many types of adverse conditions and you do have to pay extra to have that seed like certified as organic but that doesn't necessarily mean that your heirloom seeds aren't organic so yeah it's just confusing yeah it can get complicated i just tell people look go get seeds from wherever you can it's perfectly okay you don't have to grow heirlooms oh i did find a company which again this is still in the process of growing right now so we're going to see how viable this is i'm hoping that it is it's called 99 cent heirlooms it's the first time i'm ever buying from them and they've had a lot of varieties of of plant that are very useful so like i got cucumbers anise parsley something else i can't remember i tried like like four or five different things from them because it was literally like five bucks uh plus shipping was like three dollars i thought that's not bad to try it out and see if it works out but if it does then great that's a great source for if you don't have a lot of money but you want to start stuff and you want heirloom that's a good way to go Mm -hmm. and i've also bought a lot from like i said the seed exchanges and most of those are the hot peppers that i'm talking about today hot peppers yeah So I made a promise to myself this year that I was not absolutely 110,000% not going to grow any super hot peppers at all. Then I realized I had a whole bunch of my Thai dragon peppers. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, well, I have a lot of seed so I can start an Etsy store and sell them, which is not something I want to do. Mm-hmm. Now let's just grow those bitches. That's fine. Th- those are useful. I dry them out. I use them in my uh, Indian cooking, Asian cooking in general, and it's pretty versatile. It's got some punch to it. You can also just dry it out and then put it over top of your pizza as like a red pepper flake. If you want to burn the fuck out of your mouth, fine. That's that's the way to go. <laughs> and then this thing happened with all these lovely people, and now I am going to be the queen of super hots. Good. I'm sure you've heard about the Scoville scale, right? Of course. You need to know how spicy your spice is. I wasn't exactly sure where this came from, 
like how they managed to uh, measure it. I always wondered that as well. But American pharmacist Wilbur Scoville is where this comes from. And the method that he used was uh, originated in 1912. So that's how far back it goes. That's oh. really all you need to know. If you want right. to know more about how the test is done, <laughs> you go right ahead and you do the research on that. I think the important takeaway here is that to give you a good idea of what is on the Scoville scale, you have basically the zero which is a bell pepper, zero heat, right? Nothing. It's a sweet pepper. Yes. And then we go, we go in increments up that scale. From thousands to... Millions. Millions. <laughs> millions. <laughs> Currently in the millions. Cord, what's the hottest pepper on the planet? Carolina Reaper. This one I am not growing. Ooh, wow, that's a big number. That's a 2.2 million on the Scoville scale. Yeah. Take a bite out of that. No. Oh, God, no. No, fuck. Ah, I would ah. And I love hot peppers, but I would, li I no. That is a, mm-mm. Yep. I don't remember if my brother grew Carolina Reapers. I know he did Trinidad Scorpions, which are number two. Yeah, number two is a Trinidad Scorpion, yes. Which is, wow. That's, whew. Get down to number six. That is the hottest pepper that I will be growing. It is. It comes in right currently, I think, at like number six of the hottest peppers in the world. And that is the Dorset Naga. 1.6 million on the Scoville. Yikes. I was also gifted by TA Peppers on Etsy. And no, I'm not getting any kind of kickback from them. This is the first time I'm using them. I'll get into that in a second. But uh, he gifted me some white... Maruga scorpions, which Ooh. comes in at 1.2 million. It's got the Scoville. Ugh. I still have some chocolate buchalacas left from last year, so that's uh, 1 million uh, 41,000. I got from TA Peppers, I got Jay's Peach Ghost Pepper, which ghost peppers back in the day used to be like the hottest. Uh, that's coming in at a million. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Then we're going to drop down to the Ahi Crystal, which I also got from TA Peppers as a gift. Thank you so much. 300,000. My Thai Dragons, which, by the way, I accidentally got like a little bit on me and forgot about it and then went to touch my face and I thought I was going to die. That's only 100,000 on the Scoville scale. <laughs> and it's already like super hot. Yeah. The people who, who don't understand the numbers <laughs> I don't... I'm talking about, like, yeah. this is like. This is like ruin your day kind of hot. This is yeah. not this yeah. is not like when you cook peppers like to make like sauce and stuff, then that number goes down. If you take a bite out of this raw, it's going to ruin your day. Possibly <laughs> your life. You don't even know. It could be a life. Yeah. <laughs> like this is like can't even breathe kind of hot. <laughs> I'm also growing for the first time bird's eye pepper. And that is uh, from Pan Asia Heirloom on Etsy. This is a pepper that's a lot of another traditional one they're going to use in curry. Mm -hmm. And um, then after that, that's also 100,000. So then the, then we start going way down. Like a yellow cayenne is only 50,000. I'm growing sport peppers for the first time. So my Chicago listeners, <laughs> I'm getting somebody who had the correct one. It turns out TA Peppers again on Etsy, which I ordered like a bunch from, and I got a bunch of free stuff from him. So that was really freaking cool. Yeah, the little sport peppers are anybody from not from the Chicago area, but to understand like what the Chicago hot dog is, it's got those cute little peppers on it. These are little peppers that you pickle. 
<laughs> and then you put them on your Chicago hot dog. For example, that's what they're famous for. Mm-hmm. Then you get to your Alma paprika, and that's only 10,000. Anybody who thinks that paprika is quote-unquote hot is uh, that you're full of shit. Uh, I am doing Hungarian peppers this year. The variety that I've chosen is a black Hungarian pepper, along with Kashmiri peppers, which is another Asian pepper. This one I'm excited about, Hong Gochu. The Hong Gochu pepper is the one they use in Korean street food, well, the, it's like long pepper. They cut it down the middle. They cut it, you like open it up, and then you put, I think, pork in it. I have to look at the recipe again. It's like put pork in it, and that pork has like spices and seasoning in it. And then you close, like kind of close it up a little bit, and then uh, bread it on the outside. And then you fry it up, and it's supposed to be like the best thing ever. So interesting. Hopefully. And those are only a thousand, too. So they're not, they're just enough spice in there and uh, then cubanelles to me that's like the classic fried pepper for italians my grandmother always had cubanelles yeah and lastly the santa fe grant so it goes down in the pm um requested some santa fe grants so that's why i am growing those on the side too and i found out that with peppers if you grow them and you want to send them to friends and family elsewhere that if you put them in like a brown paper bag and send them like at least three day shipping they will keep just fine, even if I'm shipping them all the way from PA all the way to California. There you go. That's where we're going to try it. Sweet. Sick. Speaking of sweet, I got YOLO Wonder Bell Pepper on the sweet side and Pippin's Golden Honey. Pippin's Golden Honey is a very interesting story behind it. It is an African-American heirloom that was grown here in the Philadelphia area. By the african-american community i tried to get a hold of these seeds last year and i couldn't they were completely sold out it's the first year i'm able to get a whole packet of them and uh, i grabbed them from baker's creek so yeah yeah i'm excited they're very pretty they're called golden honey they have different colors though to them so it's not necessarily an ornamental pepper it just looks really pretty as far as growing them i have watched Probably no less than 17 different YouTube videos about how to grow your hot peppers or any pepper indoors. Last year, I made a fatal mistake, a fatal flaw with my poor hot peppers in that they got super leggy because I didn't have enough light inside my greenhouse. So I've corrected that this year. I also had put them outside to harden them off a little bit earlier than I should have, and then I kind of forgot them outside. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. That was a mistake. They're only supposed to go outside for like an hour-ish for the day, then bring them back in. Then the second day, you put them outside for like two hours, and then bring them back in. Third day, three hours, and bring them back in. And you definitely have to start doing that after the first frost, and don't leave them outside (laughs) overnight. That's the big thing that I was told about peppers when I tried to grow them last year. Was make sure that the frost is done. Yes. Before you even think about outside. And that's because these guys like to grow in weather that's like 75 to 80 degrees. And which means that when you're growing them inside, you also have to make sure that your, your greenhouse is hotter. So here's the thing, though. I've never had a heating pad with my peppers. I've always just had them inside the greenhouse. I've also heard two camps that said, don't bother with the heating pad. It's 
redundant. It's, it's you're inside of a greenhouse. You know, it's, the temperature's hotter anyway. I did do something extra this year, which was this like silver reflective material. Okay, so I managed to get a six pack of these guys fairly cheaply on Amazon. Uh, it's this is the kind of material that you, you ever see like when people are running at a marathon and they hand them like this silver sheet to like put over top of them to keep them warm yes. in some case okay that's what it is that's what the other thing it's used for is you can put it on the inside of your greenhouse it's highly reflective and then any light that's in there will supposedly according to a youtube channel bounce around and kind of make it a lot nicer for all your plants so they don't they're, they're not trying to stretch out too much to get to something. That's where you get this legginess from. And then it just becomes a disaster because your root system usually isn't strong enough and it's not really a good look. But right. here's the thing. I had leggy ass plants. I had plants that were barely alive at the beginning of summer because I fucked up and I still got peppers off of them. So <laughs> for people who think that hot peppers, these super hots are like so delicate. Um, well, you should come to my house because apparently they don't give a fuck. <laughs> I also heard about, oh, don't put them inside the peat, like the pre-made peat pellets, right? Where you, it's like a flat, hard pellet and then you put the water in it and it puffs up for you. I've, I've heard don't use those. I've heard use them. I've heard don't use soil from outside. I've heard use a mixture of soil from outside and also potting soil. I finally found a guy who was like me and basically was like, Fuck everything you've heard. Just get the pellets. Make sure they're a little bit taller than the standard one. And put your fucking pepper plants in there. You don't need a heating pad. You don't need all the extra accoutrements. Just grow peppers. And I was like, yep, that's kind of how I feel about it. I forgot to mention something earlier, so I'll say it now, which was when I was growing the carrots and I saw this uh, video about take a, a toilet paper roll and cut the bottom so that you can kind of, you know, press press the bottom inward and then fill it with dirt and then stick it in your greenhouse. The idea was that these would be handy for starting uh, bean plants inside early, sunflower seeds early, anything that needs a really longer, like a longer root system where it, can, it just needs a longer tube to grow down in, right? It sucks. Don't bother unless you have super great circulation, which you can do by buying an extra little fan to put just purposely inside. But I got black mold all over everything I did. And I did put that on TikTok. I, I was using a spray bottle. Okay, so I'm not overwatering these things. I'm not drenching them by any stretch of the imagination. I imagine it was like they, they might have been spaced too close together, didn't have enough air circulation in there. Some of the water got in there and it just it just bl bloomed black gross mold so Ugh. yeah i had to take every single one of them out individually put all these little carrots into something else which now i'm using their nylon little mini mini totes and they come they came in two sizes again about those on amazon i think i talked about that briefly in the last one that that's what i was going to try so far so good they look really good they're growing well and i'm happy with starting them indoors so uh fingers crossed they keep going after <sighs> I get them outside. Because again, you got to harden all this stuff off. And that basically means just making sure the plants are used to being outside a little bit at a time. Because they've been inside and they've been in like the same conditions. Whereas outside is not 
the same condition all day long. It's a lot more variable. So this year, pepper plants, I did buy one heating pad and I'm going to do a little bit of an experimentation to see if I get better results with a heating pad than not. And then if I do, well, maybe I'll buy a second one for next year. But uh, yeah, you talk about the growing expense of literally growing. So um, I spent quite a bit more money this year than I normally do on equipment. So it was maybe like $100 extra. Just because now the pressure's on because I have, you know, these other podcasters who are now counting on me to grow these fucking hot peppers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I better deliver. (laughs) Mrs. Spooky needs to deliver. So there are magical properties to peppers. Tell me the magic of the spice. On my altar, that includes several deities, but one in particular is Loki and... I've asked other Lokians about this and been like, is it just me or do you wind up putting hot peppers on that altar quite a bit? And yeah, it, yeah, they do. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, cinnamon and hot peppers and anything else that looks cool. You know, usually just that's, that's how it works for, for heathens, I think. I swear it's just like, oh, that's really neat. I think Odin might like that. And I throw it in the altar and see what happens. Yeah, so so for Loki, it's always been whatever hot peppers I've had, I let them dry out on the altar in his special little area. And I think that's really funny that that seems to be something that other people do too. And nobody told me to do it. It's not like it just, like I said, most of the time I go with, that's a really cool thing. I think I'm going to put that on the altar for Idun, or I think I'm going to put that on the altar for Thor. For it to be something that so many people have said yes to, but none of us have spoken or like it's kind of this unspoken thing. It's pretty funny. Uh-huh. It turns out, in case you didn't know, peppers are part of the nightshade family. So are potatoes and tomatoes and eggplants, which I already have my eggplant in. That's another one that takes a long time to grow. We'll do an episode about that at some point as well. So green or red peppers are often used in spell work for desire or love because of their sweetness. Right. The other one is, and I've, this is a very interesting thing. Now I've, again, I'm just talking about things that other people have done. I personally, the things I'm talking about, I have not done, but I have heard about other people doing it. This one's kind of interesting. It's, it's the idea of the bell pepper becoming the container for the spell. You take mm. an object of affection or a photograph of your partner and you place it between those two cut halves and then you fix it shut. Uh, again, that's if you're doing like what they call desire work, some people will call it that or like love love spells. I personally stay away from that stuff because I don't think, I mean, to me, it would be like if I'm putting a photograph of my husband like inside that container, it would not be so that he loves me more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it might be more of a protection spell, like using the love that I currently have for my wonderful husband as like a, you know, I don't know. I, I don't believe in trying to use spells in order to get people to fall in love with you. I think that's very um, not cool. Yeah. Because any, any kind of spell where you're forcing or attempting to force someone to do something that they wouldn't do naturally is, um, it's kind of like raping someone, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's some, it's some yeah. real bad vibes. That's yeah. Like- yeah. I don't know my gusta. I still kind of like the idea of of using that as a positive container, you know, not necessarily like you're trying to 
make someone fall in love with you. So yeah, that's not cool. Don't try that one at home, kids. <laughs> right. Uh, well, well, desire work, as they call it. The other part of that is that if you're trying to get someone to think of you. Uh, so yeah. eh, that's that's eh. better. Right. Like it's not quite as bad as like you must love me, um, which I think is just it's bad for you, too. You know, like if someone is not interested in you, then um, they're just not into you. Yeah. So, OK, move on. <laughs> Been there, done that, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, haven't we all? <laughs> Love me! <laughs> the place! <laughs> oh, man. So, this uh, one's uh, interesting. Using a green pepper as a floor wash to cleanse your doorstep of your home or business. And that's basically just boiling um, sweet peppers and then blending them with diluted water and then and then you strain it and the water that's left behind is what you use as your cleanser you mean almost like salt same thing yeah yeah kind of yeah yeah interesting i've never heard of that apparently you can do the same thing but with a bath to cleanse yourself of negativity right yeah sweet pepper bath some people will burn them with other herbs for dispelling evil Hot peppers in general, you're looking at used in spell work for breaking curses and hexes. You can place them around the house to get rid of negative energy. Again, using them to, like, quote, spice up or heat up a relationship. Which I feel like not quite as offensive as being like, you must love me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's on the same level. That's It's like... (laughs) I just had a thought of it. I was about to say it's kind of like introducing food into the bedroom. And then I'm like, that would probably be the wrong food to introduce into the bed. Yeah, no. <laughs> Here's this Carolina Reaper. Yeah, 2 million Scoville units, baby. Let's spice <laughs> this up quite literally while we cry and blow snot out of our nose because we I can't, can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so peppers also have antibacterial properties so i do think it's sort of interesting that if you're using them for example in a bath and and they've been used traditionally to quote like get rid of negativity it it could very well be a a type of detoxification in general i find this a lot with and i want i'll get into this with carrots too the symbolism behind the spell work with carrots is actually accurate to what carrots are really used for and i'm not going to tell you what is what it is because it's kind of funny okay same thing with like peppers so this one also kind of made me chuckle in the same way that you were just talking about don't don't introduce these to (laughs) you know in the bedroom but (laughs) supposedly uh you can uh, well along with that cleansing it's also helps to expand the cardiovascular system and helps with circulation too right and so someone's like, oh, well, technically it can be used for uh, spirituality and psychic properties. And I'm like, yeah, after you eat a Carolina Reaper, you can like fucking see through time. <laughs> you know, like, and if you're looking for a little tiny bit of history about it, too, which I always, duh, that's my, gotta say it. Cayenne dates back to about 7000 BCE. Hot peppers and peppers in general have been around for quite some time. The chili pepper in general is is a big one for being used in spell work. No surprise, it's a fire is the element. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> the gender is masculine, usually associated with Aries or Mars. Uh, yeah, you definitely want to start a war after you eat some of these peppers. That's the other thing, too. Yes, I'm going to war. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Why did you make me eat this? That's fair. Right? I think it'd be interesting to develop some some of the recipes that I personally like using some of these hotter peppers and, uh, you know, creating a kitchen witch type thing where you're using it for banishment or for, you know, getting rid of negative ener energy. You know, you're taking it within yourself and you're eating it. So I don't know. All I have to say is that one time, my little brother, who's a fantastic chef, he made us, I think it was supposed to be some kind of curry. It was so hot. And I don't, I don't even know what pepper he used. I, I want to say it might have been the bird's eye pepper. And it tasted so good, though, that you couldn't stop eating it, but you were crying. It was burning you. Yeah. And then you knew that you were going to be in the bathroom crying later, but you couldn't stop eating it because it tasted so... I, I, I don't know if there's a word for that. <laughs> I don't know if there's a single word for that. Oh, like, or a condition name for that when you've reached that pinnacle of, I must, I have to eat it. He's looking at me like, I'm, I mean, like, it hurts, it hurts. And he's like, stop eating it. And I'm like, it tastes so good. I can't stop. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, I want more. How could you want more? So I don't care. Just give me a glass of milk. I'll be fine. I want to eat more. It's, uh, it was so good. The first year that my brother did hot peppers, it's, I always laugh at this because it's funny to me. The, he made a salsa incorporating all of the really hot bullshit that he, he grew. And I honestly, I do not think he ate a single jar of it. I don't think he even tried it. All he did with it was when people would come over to the house, he'd go, hey, and he'd open up the fridge and he'd go, smell this. <laughs> and you'd go, <laughs> burn your nose. <laughs> I don't think he ever ate it. He just opened it up and went, hey, let's take a whiff of this. Uh, oh, my God, that would hurt so bad. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's it. He put it back away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the ending, I'm going to do this from now on. I love it because. It... See, I'm getting a phone call from Pennsylvania. Con oh, no, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey, so we got a special surprise guest out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which show is this for? Is this for the, the plant one? I know nothing about plants. No, you're fine. Uh, I wanted to tell the audience that I believe, oh, first of all, are you Korean? I am Vietnamese. Ah, God dang it, I got it wrong. Lose! Yes, my father is from Vietnam. Okay. So I was growing my hot peppers and I came across a Korean street food where they used, I think I'm saying this right. I don't know. Gochu? G -O oh, gochujang. Yeah. yeah. I cook with that constantly. It's really good. Fuck yeah. See? So I was like, you're, yeah. I was, I was thinking about you and I was like, are you, did you say you were Korean or not? And I couldn't remember. So anyway, technically it was coming up as a Korean street food, but this is, uh, what the heck is it called? It just says Korean stuffed peppers, and they're, they're the go-to peppers. So I have those. I'm going to plant those. Okay. They come out like kind of long. You cut it down the center. You fill it with a pork filling, and then you uh, fry that. That sounds pretty good. Right? 
You ever have that? I've I've not. No, I've not had that. Sorry. I'm like, well, this didn't go anywhere. Damn it. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I not your fault. Yeah. That's totally my fault. I couldn't remember. East Asian versus Southeast Asian. There's a, there's a difference. Sorry. Yes. Oh no, no. I totally understand. And that's as a as a food person, I was like, yeah, they're I'm either correct or I'm not, and then it's not going to make any difference because the food ways are there's some similarities, but then it's not. Uh, Vietnam has a lot of French influ- influence too in their cooking because they were colonized by France for a few decades too. But yeah, so a lot of baguettes in their food. Mm. So would American street food just be like hot dogs? Yeah. Yep. And pretzels. Damn. Cotton candy. Yeah. Funnel cake. Oh yeah. Ooh. There we go. Elephant ears. <laughs> now this is this is the foodie section of the podcast so <laughs> it's true we were supposed to also talk about food so when you were there and i saw that you were talking together i was like hey come here <laughs> i have a question about asian food and i don't i don't know if i'm right or wrong i i literally just walked in the door when you're like can you come on i'm like yes yes give me a minute <laughs> let me put my bags down first <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry no, it's all good. Yeah. All right. You done okay. with me? Thank you for popping in, guys. Logan Voe from Tales of Thurn. Yeah, yes. Man. And yeah. Godzilla Destroy All Podcasts. So. Yes. Heck I'm yeah. sure they know me by now. I've been on, on this show I Enough. Yeah. Lot. But you never know. I got to <laughs> I gotta plug you like all the time. Maybe some people go, oh, cryptid episodes. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's fair. Yeah. When I had my paranormal podcast, they some people would skip those and just go back to the horror stuff. So. But all right, well, thanks, guys. Uh, literally the shortest notice I've ever had for a guesting on a podcast. I broke the record. <laughs> Two this minutes. Is, this is the way now. This is the way. Just <laughs> grab random special guests from before. <laughs> yep, you're on Discord. Come here. Let me turn my computer on real quick. Hold on. Okay. Uh. All right, all right guys. bud. Have a great have a day. Good one. All right. Bye. See ya. Well, there you have it. I, it was partially my idea for growing this pepper is partially inspired by me being incorrect. <laughs> About someone's ethnicity. Um, oh, well. But hey, we're going to make them anyway. It's going to be great. No, hey. that inspired me now to look at Vietnamese food. I'm a self-proclaimed food explorer, so I'll eat anything from anywhere at once. Will you eat sushi from LaGuardia Airport? No, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Come on. I'm not a, I don't have a death wish. I, I want to explore taste, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like just because just I'm a food explorer doesn't mean I'm going to go to the dark dungeons of hell to <laughs> eat raw fish. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of Soul Sessions. And just remember, make sure everybody at the table wants spicy chili before you put the Reapers in. 